What's up, Tim? Hey, guys. I'm uh, super stoked to be here tonight. We already started in on it, so I'm trying to hold back from unleashing. Yeah, the, the uh, <laughs> pre-recording, we were... It was some good talk there. We might have to find a way to put that in. That does, yeah, I might, might have to do it. <laughs> Edit out the part where I said douchebag. <laughs> yeah, okay, I'll do that. <laughs> but you can't swear. You can't swear on the show. So right. That's, so go at it. <laughs> I swear so, I'm gonna try to do a good job. <laughs> so Tim, I've been racing since. Well, I started in '87, and I never crossed paths with you ever. You raced oval. You've done everything, pretty much. 12-scale on-road, oval, drag racing. Yeah. Helicopters, boats. Yeah. Maybe it's a generic name, you know? There, uh-huh. had, there had to be a lot of other Smiths out there. I seem to run into them. I never see any Smiths anywhere. <laughs> I, I know another Tim Smith. So That's it? That's what, <laughs> on, uh, yeah, on, on, on Facebook, I have two or three Tim Smiths on there, so I'm, I'm always... Uh, Oh, uh, so when Jason, when I told Jason Tim Smith was going to be on the show, he thought it was his buddy Tim Smith. Uh, I always try to find yeah. those guys and friend them. I want to like create an army of everyone with the same name. I'm like, kind man, the cool. guy from Savannah that races a one eight buggy. I'm like, all right, cool. Yeah, because I'm. <laughs> <laughs> Jason's like, yeah, I know. Him. I'm like, oh, cool. Yeah, great. <laughs> so your background no. in RC goes over 20 years. Wow, man. 20, 20 years you've been doing this. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's it's just like everybody else's, though. You know, I'm sure everybody started the same way. Like, I was I was working at McDonnell Douglas, and I was, you know, 19 years old, and I was making really good money. I was in the union and, you know, living at home and all that, and I thought, you know what, I'm going to go buy a really awesome RC car. Like, I always wanted when I was a kid, but never had the money to do it. So, I so you got Tamiya Frog? It's exactly what I bought. That's oh, yeah. what I bought. I walked in and it was sitting right on the very top in the most beautiful box I'd ever seen. And I saw this is perfect. You've got a guy driving it. I mean, what else do you need? Yeah. Yeah. So I bought Everybody it. had that car. You know what I loved about that car too was it, it, it took me, I mean, seriously, it probably took me maybe two days to build at least, you know, like it took some time, you know, you had to put some parts together and, you know, do some things. And, and nobody at that time, at least, you know, that I knew of, you know, nobody was racing RC stuff. So you had nobody to even talk to about it. And so I bought it and I raced it all around my yard until I broke it. And then uh, I wandered into, uh, there was a track out here. You might remember um, uh, One Stop Raceway. Uh, One Stop Raceway. They were in, uh, I don't know, like Los Cerritos or something like that. And I go into the shop and I go up to the counter to get my buggy fixed, you know, and this guy comes to the counter. His name's Mustang. I'm not kidding you. And he looks just like Elvis. He looks exactly like Elvis, as a matter of fact. <laughs> and, and, you know, just how these things go. And the guy comes over me, and, and, he's, and he's talking about his buggy. And I look over his shoulder, and behind him, there's this huge glass window. And behind that window is this small, uh, banked, paved oval indoors. And, and I'd never seen anything like that before at all, you know. And I saw it, and I tell him, like, whoa, what the, what the heck is that, man? And he's like, oh, we race out there, you know, on the weekends or whatever, and blah, 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 so you should come back and check it out. So I come back on, like, that Saturday with my frog, right? <laughs> and, and I pay $7, and I enter the, the novice class, and I get up there with my frog, and I freaking win. I freaking win the thing, right? That's it. That's it. The, the hook is set. I'm done for the rest of my life now. There it is, and that, that's yep. the whole that's the whole story in a nutshell. So that's how the you know like the cat the you know like the the drug dealer says the first hit's always free. That was it, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? And then I was gone. That's and, a, and that's that's Paul Wynn theory is uh, if you 
if you have a little bit of success when you start in this, you're you're done. You're um, you're hooked for could be forever. Right, right. And and I'd always raced. My dad and I uh, had raced uh, dirt oval cars out at Ascot Raceway, and I raced sprint cars. At 16, I was racing dirt oval car. By 17, hey, maybe 18, I was racing a sprint car from Makita Power Tools. And then uh, once they closed that down, we started uh, doing drag racing, real drag racing. And so, you know, racing's always kind of been, you know, something we've always done. We've always been kind of competitive like that. So, yeah, you know, you go out and you win your first race and you're some Mia Frog and boom, it's on like bing bong, baby. And so I went, I went back to Mustang and, he, and, I, and I did the smartest thing ever. He sold me a car that he built that worked really good. Oh my gosh, the smartest thing you can ever do in racing right off the bat is buy a car from somebody who knows what they're doing. And so he buys me this car, and so then all I had to do is go out and learn how to drive. Well, that, you know, there it was. Woo! <laughs> wow. So the rest is history, right? Yeah. Tamaya Frog. Unbelievable. That's it. How many people do you think started with that car? Yeah, a lot. That and the Hornet. Yeah. A lot of people had the Hornet, too. Mm-hmm. I ended up with a Clodbuster at one point. That might be... That might be my favorite RC car ever, really. Really? Yeah, I mean, that thing, because back when it first came out, you know, there weren't really any big trucks like that, and it had the really cool, you know, thick body with the blower scoop and all that kind of stuff on it, you know, like more detailed. And and, and it has front and rear steering. I mean, come on. It has front and rear steering. Mm-hmm. What, what, else, what else can you say? Yeah. You get to put two motors in that, that thing. Uh, that truck hooked me into the into RC also, the Clodbuster. That was my favorite. Yeah. Yeah, it was. Just, uh, a cool yeah, engine. that was really kind of the first car I started making ridiculously fast, and, and I made it fast enough that the tires would blow off the rims, and so then I realized, okay, well, I got to do something else. <laughs> wow. Yeah, and then sort of fell into RC drag racing. Um, I was at One Stop Raceway, and there's a guy named Mike Ogle. This guy, for those of you guys out there who know who Mike Ogle is, he worked at Associated for a long time. He did a lot of their ad work, some the ads they still use now. Um, he has a little RC uh, company in the middle of Missouri or uh, Kansas, rather, um, Grand Motorsports that builds RC dragster chassis. Well, he comes wandering into one stop one day when I'm in there practicing, because that's what you do, right? You practice. Mm-hmm. And uh, come on, man, I gave it to you on a tee and you didn't even hit it, but whatever. I, I, I'm, I was looking for it, dude. <laughs> <laughs> it, it'll be... It'll be We're talking about right. practice. Woo-hoo. Not a game, not a game. We're talking about practice practice man keep your finger ready so he comes in with this thing and i see this he has this rc dragster that he's bought from some company and i saw it and just fell in love with you know how cool looking it was i mean if you haven't seen one they're just you know it's a different it's completely different beast in rc than anything else and they're simplistic but they they, you know they they sort of ooze speed you you look at it you think well yeah that's probably a fast car and so um just started doing RC drag racing. That's where I got more serious about it and started traveling all over the U S just racing drag cars at different races all the time. And it sort of went like that for a few years. And then, uh, you know, you get older and got married, had kids, bought a house, didn't race for a while, <laughs> started, started flying helicopters and planes. Cause that's what old people do. No offense. And, uh, <laughs> well, <laughs> I did, hel- I did, hel- well, I'm going to pee off some people with that one. <laughs> so uh, I did helicopters for a while and I did them competitively and they're really crazy to do, uh-huh. you know, to do the stunts and stuff. But 
it was one of those things where to to really learn a good stunt, you're gonna wreck a you're gonna wreck a helicopter to do it for the most part, you know. And oh, they're so bad because they don't just crash and hit the ground. They hit the ground and then they keep running and they keep like churning and ripping themselves to shreds until there's just sort of this ball of a motor with shrapneled carbon fiber everywhere. It's just, it's just hideous. So so yeah, after a few repairs, I'm like, okay, that's enough of that, and I got rid of those and. uh and then you're going to love this part of the story because we talked about him. I get a call from a guy named Nick Case. Mm-hmm. He calls me up and says, hey, um, I'm putting on a speed run in North Carolina. This is like, I don't know, 2006 or something. Um, I'd love you know, for you to come out there. You did this. you know, I did it back. I did an insane speed run along with Drag Race. I did an insane speed run with uh, – or in like 90 and 91 with Cliff Lett around the velodrome out here in Encino or not Encino it was uh, Dominguez Hills. And so I'd done some speedrun stuff and I guess they could see that and got all into speedrun racing from seeing those insane speedruns. And so he contacts me out of the blue. I don't really know the guy and tells me, you know, Hey, I'd like you to come to this race. And so uh, I talked to Max Amps and Novak and they're like, yeah, go, let's, let's, let's go, you know, go fast. So I go back there and I run a two cell car. And it runs like 84 miles an hour. And that's the new record woo, in two cell. And, you know, that was kind of the next hook. It's sort of like that was the thing that sort of started propelling me into the speed run thing. Because from the outside, it seems so simplistic. You know, you just look at it and it's just a car. I mean, it's essentially, you know, put a motor in a, in a car and see how fast you can go. But, you know, there's all these weird, weird things that come up as you're trying to do it. And it seems every single piece on the car has to be rethought and re-engineered and, you know, all the way up to, you know, I know, I know probably people don't believe this, but there is a lot of practice in like running one of these cars. It's, it's the kind of thing where, you know, you, you, I'd run the car from just over a quarter mile away from me. So, you know, you're running a car that you can't even really see at least not for a while until it's, you know, maybe 80 or hundred miles an hour. And then you kind of pick it up hopefully. So mm. yeah, I don't know where that story went, but Hey, have it. <laughs> so, yeah. so do you drive when you drive in the car do you drive it from the side or from the front or the back i drive it from the side i stand about the cars let's, let's say I'm, I'm standing you know next to a, a track across me um or a runway really the car is to my right maybe 1300 feet and then the timing trap mm-hmm. we have a dual optical timing trap is about 500 feet to my left so I sort of mm-hmm. run the car. I try to split difference because into braking, I try to have a little control into braking, but the car is good. At that speed, it gets out of your range pretty quickly. So so kind of going back a little bit to, you know, your 90s experience, because that's, that's kind of like where my experience or any of my speed run knowledge is, is of all the, because it was well promoted in those days with the, the velodrome and the insane speed run stuff is that um, you kind of talked about a little bit running with Cliff, who Cliff was just on the show. And um, what uh, what did you take out of that? And, you know, kind of going from the 70-mile-an-hour range to the 80, was that like a big step? Well, you know, back then, I mean, that was still round cells and uh, brushed motors, mm-hmm. you know. So, it, I mean, as you know, it's night and day compared to the stuff now. Yeah. Um, the car mm-hmm. we ran back then too, it was uh, overall speed. Like yeah, I think you had a minute or something like that. And you had to maintain the average speed over that minute. And, um, the car we ran was a single motor. It was an Astroflight motor. And 
I don't even know, honestly, if they're still around. They probably are. They probably still make airplane motors or something like that. But they just make these big, huge, honking <laughs> brushed motors. And uh, and I think we ran like 18 round cells on it, like 18 900 milliamp cells. I mean, the car probably weighed, you know, 9, 10 pounds. So the principles mm-hmm. were all so different. I ran an insane speed run a couple of years ago on uh, the Insano or the, in, uh, uh, the not the Mingus, uh Encino Velodrome, and um, that was one I'd run on before, but I ran it with like a two-cell. I ran two-cell on a 540 Novak, I think it was a 3.5 ballistic motor, and uh, I was running over 85 mile an hour every lap and no problem. You know, it's just, it's so, it's so completely different. To run 70 was so, so hard to even hold a car on the track because it was so heavy and everything else. You know, I, I don't even know how to compare the two anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just the, the technology is so crazy and different. I mean, you, you're starting to see it back then. There was Aviox and stuff showing up. As a matter of fact, I'm pretty sure that's what Cliff was running was Aviox. And uh, I, I, was over, I was over having lunch with uh, Joel like last week, and we were talking about that same race. He ran this car that was chain drive some guys made for him. It was like a twin motor chain drive car. And uh, it, it was insane. It went straight uh, so fast. I mean, it had to run 90 mile an hour down the straightaways, but it wouldn't turn. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, I mean, you know, the technology we had then was just not what it was now. It was more fun because you struggled more maybe, but, but uh, it, just, it just certainly isn't the same as it is now. It's so different now. So the, the progression then we kind of talked about was from the, the 70 mile an hour range with with uh, with Cliff and you were involved there in the seventy mile an hour range, and then with Clawson for whatever reason, seven was it seventy five point nine two miles an hour? Was that the Clawson? That, that, that sounds about right. Yeah, somewhere around there, seventy five or seventy seven, it was somewhere in that range. And then from there, that went back to Cliff in the eighty mile an hour range. Well, yeah, I think. Well, the thing there too is they they were all doing it around you know a close course. Uh, you know, the speed yep. run stuff now and like the stuff that car action was doing a few years back is all, you know, basically on drag strips or runways or something like that. So, you know, there's, mm-hmm. there's just a massive speed difference in the two, but I'll tell you, once you get a car, I don't care what car it is. Once, once a car gets above about 80 miles an hour or so there, there's weird, there's weird levels in, in speed and, and just below a hundred is one of these really strange levels where, Cars don't want to go faster than that. I've seen car after car after car, all kinds of different cars, you know, on-road cars, drag cars, trucks, you name it. And, and they get into the 90-mile-an-hour range, and they just can't, they can't seem to do anything with it. You know, it just, uh, yeah. it's like a wall for them. And um, once you get past that, it seems, like, it seems like it's easy. Like, I can run a car, I can run any two-cell car well over 100 miles an hour, 110, 120, no problem. And that's, I mean, that's, that's not being boastful. That's just... I figured out all the little things, all the little things that, that get you to that point. And I think that's, you know, just a matter of it is, is where 70 miles an hour, then, you know, 80 mile an hour, 90 mile an hour now is, is probably those same, you know, I, I think those are equal barriers, you know, as far as, mm-hmm. it, you know, normal stuff. And, you know, you get into the hundreds and, and aerodynamics start becoming very, very important. Um, getting over a hundred, how you control the car, how you get the car up to speed, you know, it seems so simple, but I mean, I can, I've gone out with, with guys and they've run their cars and run them, you know, 90 plus mile an hour and I'll take it and run, you know, eight or nine mile an hour faster 
for the same car just because I understand maybe the dynamics or sometimes I feel like there's a connection, you know, you guys all know y'all race, you, you know, you get that connection with your car and you just, you just kind of feel what it needs. You know, you know what it feels like in a corner. I mean, on road, I really got that, especially in carpet. You just really start getting a sense of, you can almost feel the car leaning hard and pushing hard. And it's really no different in, in accelerating. You know, you're trying to accelerate so smoothly without pushing the car over because once you break the tires and you start spinning one, obviously you're going to, you know, you could crash, but your amp draw shoots up, all kinds of terrible things start happening internally because you're really cranking your system hard. And so, you know, you, you just have to be really, really confident in, in how you get a car up to speed. And, and I guess, you know, and have some connection with that car too, you know? And so I don't know. <laughs> I never had that connection with my car. Oh, come on. Sure you did. At some at some point you did. I mean, at some point every like like I heard I heard Jack Nicholas say one time every amateur at one point hits a shot as good as a professional, and, and that's true. At some point, you know, at some point you hit it perfect. At some point you feel it. It's there, you know. Well, I guess you can argue, Jason. I did in that P main victory at Mega Track. There time. you go. See, see, just when yeah, you, you thought you wouldn't make the, the P, when you thought you wouldn't make the P, there it was. <laughs> yeah. Right there for you. Yes. You're in the zone. <laughs> Ow. But, yeah, I mean, that's kind of my, um, you know, I'm just trying to reference things that I've um, heard over the years and just trying to kind of lay it all out there for everybody in terms of how this stuff has progressed over the years. Yeah. I and, mean, you know, really, really how you guys started that. in one place and how you're moving through the, you know, like you talked about the round cells and you move, you know, the aviox stuff. And then kind of into, you know, because we're still in the 90s then, right? Yeah, for sure, for sure. And then you move into the 2000s and, um, you know, getting into to lipos and heavy brushless equipment, right? Right. Brushless was the big, big change, you know. And even that has still been kind of a slow progression. Um, in my main car, my car that I'm trying to break 200 miles an hour with, um, I'm going to run uh, 12 cells in that car. I've been running eight. I, anyone who's seen my runs, I've run, I've run as fast as 179. Um, but that was just on a radar gun. Guinness. Let's, let's talk about Guinness. How about that? Let's, let's, yeah. let's explain some of this stuff. Cause, cause I'm guessing there's a lot of people like have no idea what, what, whatever, <laughs> whatever this guy's yammering on about. So it goes like this, you know, the whole goal is, is in some ways is a Guinness record. My whole goal personally, honestly is 200 miles an hour. You know, no one's been there. Mm-hmm. That's a huge thing. You know, um, I told Cliff this when we had lunch the other day. I said, you know, I go, honestly, at this point, I, you know, I've raced forever. I've raced everything. And, and I, I, I love this sport. I love it so much. And uh, I don't know if you guys know, but Max Amps let me uh, accept the award at the uh, Reader's Choice Award at, at the RCX show out here. And so, mm-hmm. yep. Yeah, and so I got to go up there. Of course, I wore my powder blue tux. <laughs> I got to go up there and accept this award. And, and it was really, I mean, it was a huge honor to me because, you know, all these guys in this room, especially on the night Roger Curtis gets, you know, put into the Hall of Fame. But, but on a night that, um, that all, the, all these guys in the industry are there, that, I, you know, I, I've, I've, 
I guess loved and, you know, I mean, I, I, I said this in my speech at some point, but, but that room is just full of passion. Everybody that's into RC, it's, it's passion. Everyone gets into this, it's passion. I don't think anyone really gets into it and goes, oh, I'm going to make millions. I certainly didn't. And I don't think even Cliff or anybody did. You know, you get into it because you love what it is. You love, you love doing it. It makes you feel good, and, and, and it's what you thrive on, and so we do it. And to get to go up in front of this room for just a brief second and get to thank all of them for that, oh, my gosh, man. Dude, that was such – it was such a big deal to me. I'm going to cry. No, I won't really. But that was such a, I mean, that was, you know, that was for a guy who's just raced forever, you know? And I mean, I put a lot of effort in the last few years to get my name and try to build an image and, and get sponsors. I mean, it was, it was a, let's say it was a focused effort. You know, I, I knew what I was doing. I, I've put a lot of effort into to getting to this point right here where we are right now. You know, to being on this show, I've got I've done a lot to get to here, and it's been totally worth it because I love the sport and I love what I do. So, you know, bang bang, pay off all ways. Um, dang it, where was I going with all that? <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah, so I got to accept the award and all that, and so I told so I told Cliff at lunch, you know, I go honestly, you know, all along, all I've really wanted in this is is I would love to leave RC with with some last impression, something that I was here. You know, I loved it. I loved it. I gave a lot to it, as as I'm sure most people, everyone sits at home and they look in their garage and they look in their car and they look in their bank account and everywhere else and they see RC. You know, you, you're either all the way or, or you're not. That's all it is. Mm. And um, uh-huh. yeah, and so I really, I love this. I love this industry. I love the sport. And I, and I really want to leave a mark in it. Uh, you know, I respect it that much. And to set down a number like 200 miles an hour to me would obviously be that, you know, in a lot of ways. I mean, that's, right. that's, a, that's a drop the mic and walk off, walk off stage moment. I mean, that's huge. You know, even if someone does break it, they go 201. It doesn't matter. You know, 200, is, that's it. You, you did it. Kenny Bernstein did, did three, and that was it. You know, that's how it works, I think. And so, you know, that is, that is really the goal. The Guinness record, getting back to our other thing, the Guinness record is currently 161 point something, something miles an hour, 162, we'll just call it. Um, Nick Case has that. He got that in Rockingham when I was there. I saw that run, and it was, it was incredible to watch. I mean, they're... They're breathtaking to see live. I'll tell you that. For the few people that actually get to witness them, because mostly it's just all video stuff, it's 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 unbelievable. It's an unbelievable thing thing to see a toy car run, you know, at those kind of speeds. And um, uh, that's the record now. According to Guinness, now give me a, give me a, a time uh, stamp on that the the Nick Case run. When was that one? I believe it was 2006 or 2008. One of the two. Okay, was this the was this the Novak stuff that they were doing for a while? No, no, no. I was doing all Novak. That was he. He's always done uh, new motors. Well, I mean, they they held they held a like a an event, right? Novak was a car action that had like their own speed run event. Um, yeah, this was this was actually what was called uh, ISC, an interna- or, uh, international speed challenge event. That that okay. Mm-hmm around that was the group that, that nick had had founded and that's why he was trying to get us all out to north carolina because he got rockingham speedway probably for you know next to nothing and because that's that's the trick in this thing is finding you know find yourself a half mile of flat open ground they'll let you go out there and do stuff on <laughs> good luck to you yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's that's really the trick i mean that's a trick believe me i drive 200 miles to uh our runway in the middle of bakersfield just just to make runs for a couple hours you know it's it's yeah. unbelievable. So anybody out there has a, a connection with a runway or a big flat piece of land and wants me to set a record there, let me know. I'll come. <laughs> I'll come tomorrow. I promise. So, uh, so, so you're, you're oh, sorry, talking about Nick, Nick, you're talking about Nick's run in roughly 2006. 
Uh, you said it was 162? Right. You said seeing that live was amazing. That's kind of where we were, right? Yeah, that, I mean, it was, you know, if I had to sum it up, I mean, you could see videos all over YouTube about it, but if, if I was summing up a stand there live, it was like if you took two pieces of tape and stuck them together and then peeled them apart, that's what it sounded like as the car went by. I mean, I know those sounds wow. now because it was a, you know, he was running just a Lexan, you know, mold body and, you know, everything was flopping and moving and the cars have changed a lot since then. But that car was a single motor, uh, I believe 12 or 13 cells that weighed about, 12 or 13 pounds. It was a Schumacher car. Essentially it was their, whatever, I don't even know their, you know, model car, their four wheel drive TC looking car. And it was just stretched uh-huh. out. It was just stretched out to be, I'm guessing he had probably a 20, you know, a 23 inch wheelbase, something like that. 20, 23 inch, somewhere in there. Mm-hmm. Big orange thing. I mean, it was a, it was an incredible car to see at that time. And he put that, that run down. Now, you know, the, hmm. <laughs> I'm limiting myself right now. So, well, well, let's 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 stop there for a second. I just kind of want to go back a little bit. So that's 2006. Um, when did you? When did you? You know, because now we're talking about Maxamps, who, which is one of your major sponsors. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, to me, um, you know, in in the battery business, they've obviously went about things a little bit differently than, um, you know, in sort of the old round battery cell days, um, you know, they're internet based, um, mm-hmm. selling lipo batteries. How did you get hooked up with those? You know, this is, I just want to talk about this stuff before you get to, you know, your, your latest runs, um, how you got hooked up with max amps and how that all kind of happened with the lipos. You know, that's, that's a really, that's interesting. I guess, um, you know, I, I believe it was it was just, you know, it was through knowing people always, you know, that's always how the road ends up. And I think it was Mike Ogle mm-hmm. who uh, knew them and just said, hey, you know, you should uh, you should talk to them because I was I, I, I was just coming back to racing at the time. This is after my several year layoff in the middle. And um, I, I was coming back to racing and, and uh, I contacted him, of course, right off the bat to get a new car and, you know, see all about this this lipo brushless thing I had been hearing about, but really hadn't, you know, hadn't really dove into yet. And, um, and he told me, we well, should talk to Austin at max amps. Cause they're, they're, you know, they got lipo batteries. They're like one of the newest groups and all this kind of stuff. And so, uh, so I just basically gave him a call and just, you know, <laughs> it never hurts to call somebody up, you know, and I just gave him a call and said, Hey, this is what I'm doing. And this is what I used to do. And I want to go, you know, I want to go try this out. And, and, uh, he sent me some packs and they put me on some kind of deal. I think at the time, you know, some percentage deal, like everybody gets. And, um, you know, it just sort it just sort of bloomed from there. I mean, we just, uh, I've developed a really good relationship with those guys. Um, it's, it's very personal, I say, you know, I guess, I guess that's how a lot of these things go to, you know, it's, they're, they're really great. Gosson's a great guy. They're a great company, but you know, I mean, I'm going to get a little bit of a rant real quick. Just let me jump my soapbox and I'll jump right back off <laughs> because, you know, I see, I see it all the time. I see it all the time. I see you people in the forums. I see you out there. I totally look and I see all of you and I know your names and sometimes I even write them down, but I, I see this, this then and then all the time about how crappy Max Amp's batteries are, you know, for every which reason. And, and, and it, it, I mean, I'll be honest with you, even when I'm still paying for my batteries and all that kind of stuff, it still astonished me because I've never had these problems that some people talk about, or maybe they talk about somebody else had the problem and all that. And, you know, I mean, if, 
if you want a battery that's more than three weeks old, I mean, I, I, I don't know. I want to go into all that. I want to go into how awesome I think they are. Cause I really do think they're awesome. You can go on the website and check that out yourself. But you know, I, I've run, I've had without giving away a name, I've had a, a leading guy at a leading uh, battery manufacturer here in the U S hand me his two cell pack out of his personal car. So I have to believe it was a good battery. I wouldn't think he'd be running garbage. And I've run it in my car, and it's slower. That's all I'm going to say. I mean, people tell me, oh, oh, no, no, they're not fast. And I tell people, well, they come out and go faster than me. Come out and go faster than 120 miles an hour on two-cell. Come out and do it. I mean, I don't, I don't mean that like puffing out my chest, but my gosh, I get so tired of, of seeing people. Because I know it's, you know, it's always, you know, there's the 1% in forums that kind of hate everything no matter what. Or only post because they hate or whatever. I really should out of forums, I know. But <laughs> I'm a junkie from yeah. throwbacks, and I can't stop it. But, oh, my gosh, yeah. it drives me insane because, I mean, you know, unless you run them. I mean, I, I run them. I'd like to think that everything I run, as a matter of fact, but especially my batteries, I run harder than probably most anybody else. I mean, you, I, I think we can all probably agree. I probably put them through a harder thrashing than, than most normal people put them through. And the pack I set the record at 120 on two cells, I still have now. I still run it in my Sunslash. I've still gone out. Actually, that same pack ran in a four-wheel drive TC car on two cell, ran 110, which is faster than the current record. I mean, and the battery's probably six years old. I mean, I don't know what else to say. I mean, I don't know what to say about that, but, you know, that, I just wanted to get my piece out because I can't post that everywhere, and that would just take way too much time. So there we go. <laughs> Yeah. So thank you for allowing me to get that out there. I, I'm, ass, I'm assuming everybody in the forums listens to this show. So there you go. I, I believe I've taken care of my job now. Thank you. Don't worry, forum guys. I'll edit all this out. Oh, no, no, oh, no. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> they, they, they're welcome to, you know, I, I always tell people I come from that age, you know, back in the day where, you know, if, if, especially in drag racing, people come up to me and, and, you know, oh, your car, you get all special. You know, it used to be that way. You, I mean, you guys all know that. Back in the day, it used to be that way. Everybody got, you were a team guy. Woo, you had everything better than everybody else. Yeah. Or at least you should yeah. believe that. You know, I'll tell you a fact right now. I'm a team guy for Novak. They pay me. I get taken care of really well there. I use all refurbished stuff. So in your face mm-hmm. with your factory guy stuff because I use all refurbished and it is no difference. I mean, you just don't get anything better. It would be insane for a company to give somebody that races for them better than what you buy because then you're going to go out and go terribly with their stuff and you go, oh, oh your stuff sucks, you know? Oh, my gosh. Look, now, now you got me going now. All right, I'm back off the soapbox. All right, let's go back on. Sorry, Jason. <laughs> no, you, you're good. No, it's all good. Um, but the Max Amps thing, you know, those guys, those guys are awesome. I mean, you know, we've we've definitely done some learning over the years. I mean, I I could tear up some packs, I could blow packs apart in a second and a half in drag racing. I don't, for you guys that don't do RC drag racing, an average like a top fuel, like a what they call top fuel, that's a three cell RC dragster, runs 132 feet in a dead stop at 1.3 seconds at just over about 103, 105 mile an hour. So insane speed in such a tiny, tiny little way. So you come from that, and speedrun racing seems easy. And it's kind of funny, funny little story. When I went to North Carolina the first time, um, I went there thinking, oh, man, the speedrun thing's going to be simple. I mean, I go out and I go 100, I can go, I can go 80 miles an hour on two cell and 132 feet. They're giving me a whole drag strip. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm going to go a million miles an hour. This is a, a no brainer, man. Slam dunk. I ran out of Cadillac. It came tooling like I said, I knew everything. Woo! 
And then I went out, put a car down and it got up to about, you know, I don't know, 50, 60 mile an hour, whatever. And two things happened. One, it turned completely around. Like it was on, on glass, just spun, spun, spun around at, at you know, 70 miles an hour until it smashed into the wall. And I thought, well, this, this might be harder than what I first thought it was going to be. And yeah, there it went. So hmm. enjoy kids. <laughs> enjoy. Someone asked on one of your things I saw on there, how many speed controls has he, has he burned up like jokingly? And I, and I, yeah, thought, I yeah. thought a lot about that question after that. Cause I mean, dude, when I was running two cell and even like I have a one cell car that that'll run 86 miles an hour, one eighty six on 3.4 volts, baby, or 3.7. Yeah. Um, that, that car between those two cars alone, I'll bet I melted 20 speed controls. Wow. Just trying to get That's to that number. Insane. Yeah. You, you pull so much current on such a low voltage, you know, things get crazy in there and it's just a matter of really figuring out a key. I have all kinds of little electronic doodads on there. Yes. That, uh, you know, Car- Carlos Cruz from Allentown, Pennsylvania asked that. Yeah. Carlos, a lot. <laughs> Not too far from me, Carlos. You're about an hour. Fried speed controls left and right. Dude, you know, that's the, should we get it? Should we get into the, the Guinness record? I think everyone should understand that the parameters. Uh, well, that. we covered max. Am- yeah. You covered your sponsors, how you got them. So yeah, max amps are awesome. I mean, I really can't say yeah. enough. I mean, you could, you cut all you want, but dude, those guys are so rad. I mean, Novak's always been awesome. I've been, I've been great friends with Charlie and, uh-huh. and actually when Charlie left Novak, um, he had a little short time where he moved away and he wasn't really working with him anymore. I actually left and was at, to- at Tekken for a tiny little bit of time running their stuff. And with Tekken was actually where I discovered the real secret in making the two-cell car go so fast, go from 101 to 120, was, was running their stuff. <laughs> really? so, so there you go, Randy. Uh, <laughs> boom, in your face. Here's a plug for you. <laughs> Take it. Because <laughs> he totally hooked me up. He gave me, uh, I'll even say it, it was the, the big key. The, the, everybody who, who does speedrun racing on like two cells or so, I'm, I'm going to give away. I'm going to give away the secret. So people are going to hate me if they're going to love me all at the same time. You ready? You ready uh-huh. for it? Here it comes. Put a 14-millimeter rotor in your 540 motor. Oh. That's it. Put a crawler rotor in it. I sat I'm around. Right. I sat around thinking about it. You know what it is? And you guys are going to appreciate this because I love old car guys. You know, brush motor guys. It was in the drag racing days, at least for us, and even in other, other racing, you know, remember when magnets became such a big deal? You know, neodymiums and all these kind of crazy things, and everybody was zapping their magnets and repositioning them and doing all kinds of stuff. And so I was sitting around. I got all my Tekken stuff in one day. They sent me, you know, motor and speed control. It was when they first came out with the RS stuff, so I was really playing with the censored stuff and liking it. And, um, and so I started thinking about the old motors, and I thought, you know, those old motors, man, you used to, at least in drag racing, you could hardly turn the armature. It had so much magnetism in it. You know, you could hardly spin the thing over. And I thought, what harm would it do to throw one of these big rotors in there with a ton of magnet on it? Because I'm trying to push so much air. You know, I need, I don't care. I don't care about Amtra, that whatever with that. I'm trying to go fast. You know, I'm going to burn stuff up to get there. I understand that. And so, uh, and so, yeah, I put that motor together and I went up to the drag strip and we were running two cells and everyone was running like, like 2.2 seconds at like 50 miles an hour on two cells with this kind of motor. And I came out and I basically just swapped out the rotor. I set the car down and ran a 1.7 at 74 mile an hour, picked up 20 miles an hour, with just the rotor at 132 feet. Mm-hmm. And so it was game on from there. And that's, that's really where it started for me. I mean, that was it. I went out and started, started setting as many records as I could. I mean, I've set everything on low voltage. This is the first one where I'm really going for high voltage. But like I said, it's really just about the 200 mile hour thing. And so it just kind of, 
it kind of ended up that way, you know? Right. So, so your, your, your main interest and your main uh, focus there for quite a while was, was 2F competition, I guess? Yeah, yeah. Too, well, the thing was, was I, I'm, I'm a huge fan of censored setups. And I, mm-hmm. I, I believed, well, in speedrun racing at least, and in drag racing, I was able to figure out really good uh, timing maps that made those setups run faster than like a Mamba Max or any kind of just a normal sensorless setup. I, can, I cannot run a sensorless setup with a sensor setup. I, I've, I've done it all the way up to four cells, and I'm working on a car actually that will run you know, maybe six or ten. But it, no one makes that. No one really makes a censored speed control. So a lot of my stuff... One thing about me is I'm kind of a purist in RC. Like when I started doing the speed run racing stuff, um, I always wanted to keep it, you know, real car parts, um, over-the-counter stuff. You know, the, the Tuso car that went 120, those were 100% over-the-counter. Every part, the car, the wheels, the motors, the rotor, the speed control, I mean, the gears, everything. There was nothing in that car you couldn't buy over-the-counter. And that was a big deal to me because I wanted to go out because that was the competition of it. I mean, going fast is cool, but if I know I'm going fast with the same thing everybody else has, then I've really won the game. You know, now I've gone faster. You know, if, if you're using stuff that, you know, you're getting built by hand and no one has, well you know, you're kind of in a league by your own at that point. I mean, these are still kind of toy cars on some level. Um, and so that was kind of it. And then when I started, you know, trying to go, oh, my gosh, well, we should we should back up. I'm going to give you a quick little story. Um, I was production manager. I'm electronics engineer. Like, that should surprise anybody. And, uh, <laughs> and I rode a motorcycle to work 120 miles a day every day motorcycle guy my whole life I raced motorcycle when I was young kid and all that well like three years ago in 2010 I was riding home and a a person jumped carpool across the double yellow and I slammed into the side of her truck at 55 I hit the side of her truck I flew across two lanes got hit by another car and uh woke up and basically in the emergency room and they told me you know well you're gonna lose your leg from from your left leg from the knee down like what (laughs) what the heck you know and it was it was kind of surreal it was kind of like watching on tv where you're a little i guess i was just so loaded up on morphine that you're sort of distanced from it you know and so i didn't lose my leg two-hour surgery turned into eight uh one eight-hour surgery turned into four more i have three steel plates and 38 screws in my leg now that'll be there forever but i walk i walk without a cane i i can uh, uh, one year after it happened or i'm sorry two years after it happened i ran a mile and so that was it. They told me it wouldn't happen. They told me I wouldn't even. They told me I wouldn't walk. Then they told me I wouldn't walk without a cane. Blah 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 blah. F you. <laughs> I walk today, and so you can all take it. But during that time, I didn't walk for eight months. I sat in a wheelchair for eight months, and that was an uh, incredible time. It was only a few years ago, and during that time, I learned HTML. Um, I told my wife, I go, you know what, I'm into racing, but I want to do it. That's where the whole thing came. I want to do this different level. I want to get real sponsors. I want to really build this into something, you know, I want to, I'm going to get as much out of this because I love it and I think it's great. And so, um, so I built a website and I started putting together this plan of, you know, of how to promote what I do. And, and I thought right off the bat, well, I want to go out and I want to go 200 miles an hour. I mean, I want to go, I've got 120 and people don't, people see the video and it's fast, but unless you realize the effort it takes to go 120 in two cells, it's nothing like seeing a car go 160 or 170 or 180. You know, that's just, it's breathtaking no matter what. And so I knew right off the bat, all right, then I need to just, I need to just go all the way. And, 
as we talked about early, and, and, I'll, and I'll sprinkle on it, you know, Nick Case and I have a, a stormy past. We were good friends, and, and we sort of ended up not being good friends. And so, yeah, there's a, there's a little, um, there's a, what do you call it? I don't want to say enemy, but, you know, there's, there's a little I would like to do it before him. <laughs> there's absolutely Rightly. that. Yeah, 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 Rightly. exactly. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, I would like to take his record, and I would like to go 200 for him. I know it's the same. He and I are on the same page. And it's kind of sad that we don't get along because he's the only other person I can really talk about any of these things with. He's the only guy who knows, you know, the pitfalls that you go through trying to do this. You know what I mean? It's just, it's, it's constant failure. That's all it is. I mean, it'll happen one day. I know it will, but right now it's just in the failure phase and that's how it works until you fix everything once or twice. And so, um, and so, yeah, so I decided to go after this record and then it, you know, some things changed. I went out and I made that run that was 167 and, uh, and I had a lot of interest from some outside, I'll just say some, uh, overseas companies to, go 100% with them, shirts, socks, underwear, hat, you name it, right? And um, they were offering uh, a pretty nice package, we'll say, at least on paper, you know? And I had this idea that I really, <clears throat> more than the speedrun thing, I wanted to move into maybe doing other stuff, maybe like um, doing other, other types of records, sort of, you know, making this my place. RC doesn't have this. And when I, Cliff and I had lunch, I, I threw this idea at him. I don't even know what happened. I haven't heard from him since, so, <laughs> so he probably thinks I'm totally insane. But I go, you know, RC doesn't have this, and I don't know that RC's ever had this, but, I, you know, I want to be the guy. I'm going to go out there, and I want to do all these things. I want to go 200 miles an hour with an RC car. I want to jump an RC car 200 feet. I've already run an RC car across a lake and then off of a jump and then back onto the lake and onto the land again. Um, we have a, I have a, a two Guinness records set up to go do right now where there's a record for um, longest distance in 24 hours by a team of you know, drivers or whatever. You drive a car around around for 24 hours. And it's, I don't know. I don't remember what the mileage is, but it's not very far. And I know I can do it by – I can probably break the, the record by m maybe almost 1,000 miles. So it would be you know, enormous. The, the record's really not that stupendous so i want to make it huge um but instead of using a team of drivers i want to do it myself i want to drive the car myself for all 24 hours like that's i want to do two records in one and so there's a lot of things like that like i want to i want to do i want to do a bunch of things like that that's my plan and and right now i'm just you know i'm really caught in the speed run thing it's it's going to be the hardest of all of them to do but it obviously has the most impact i mean i don't know if you guys have you could you can you can edit out if you have it or not, whatever. <laughs> but I don't know if you guys have actually even seen any, any of the videos of my cars running, but I mean it's you know, it's 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 a huge deal on video. And the other ones, you know, running a car twenty four hours, that's not gonna be so big on video. That's just all about getting the record and, you know, placing that on top of whatever platter you're putting junk on, you know? Mm -hmm. And so you know, the record's the most important. I mean, that's the one I really want. That's what I worked really hard for and I've I feel like I'm so close at this point. I mean my gosh, so where's close. The, where's the where's the scoreboard at right now with uh you know, between you and Nick? You said Nick did the one sixty two many years ago, you've gotten the one sixty seven. Where where are we where are we sitting at at the moment um, I've gone you know, I've gone as fast as this, this race this race to two hundred, I guess, is where we're at, right? Right, right, absolutely. I mean that's that that really is it because uh, when Nick was with, with Associated, he was with them for a, a short while. They got together and, and built a car, a shaft drive car. Um, now, I've seen a video. Now, now this gets into the Guinness rule. 
and I'll, I'll let me clip on the Guinness rule really quick is that it to in order to break this record you have to have a uh, dual optical timing set which is two optical timing traps uh, to record the times um, uh-huh. you have to have clear video from the time the car starts moving till the con- time the car obviously stops moving you know they don't want any funny business in there and the car cannot leave its wheels at any point during those two points and in other words it so has can't to fly Right, right, and and that's where the problem comes in, it seems. Um, Now, Nick with Associated, they ran several runs in the mid-170s. I believe 177 was their fastest run, but on that run, the car actually blew over in the timing traps, blew straight up in the Uh air and over, and all the other runs, it, it blew over or crashed, and so none of those runs could be submitted. Guinness won't take any of them. Um, I ran 179. The car also ran off the end of the runway and crashed, and that run was on a radar gun and a GPS, not on an optical timing system. Then I ran the 167, uh, which the video is floating around of. Uh, that one also, as you can see in the end of the video, crashed, left, left the track and crashed. So that, 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 is the, you know, that really kind of is the, uh, the Rubik's Cube of it, you know, is, is to get a car from A to B. It's, it's, you know, it just, you talk about it and it seems, it seems so easy. <laughs> I mean, that should, that should seem like almost the last problem you have, but when you have a toy car and I, I like to use that term because they are at some level, I mean, maybe mine's not now at this level, you know, but you have a car moving, you know, upwards of 160, 170, 180 miles an hour. And, and then you have to try to stop it. And it just, uh, there's not a lot of weight. My car f- ready to run is only about six and a half pounds and that's nothing. And uh, we went out of like, uh, I guess, three or four weeks ago, a car action came out, and I, I've been trying to use a parachute to get it to stop. Um, now, the problem with the braking thing, as I guess I should hit on that, is the problem with the braking is nobody makes a car speed control that will take 12 cells. Biola. Right. Mm. So you're stuck with an airplane or a helicopter or a boat or, you know, one that does all the three, basically. And they don't usually have brakes because, well... <laughs> they don't really have to stop. So, you know, braking is a real difficulty in this. Um, you know, I understand nobody's running cars on 12 cells right now for the most part. So it's not really a market that anyone wants to concentrate on. And, you know, it is what it is. Um, I've, I've reworked my speed controls and I've gotten some braking out of them, but I'm also running a, a parachute system. And, you know, I'm hoping that will keep it all together, but it's still an adjustment. You know, you go out and run the parachute and it pulls too hard. It wants to lift the car off the ground a little bit and, you know, and that'll lift it right off the ground and bang it into the ground. And that's, you know, that disqualifies you. So to kind of like, um, for a Guinness record to be accepted, you have to leave the start and go through the traps and the car cannot leave the ground or crash, but can you crash after you go through the traps? No, and and that's the funny thing. Mm. The car, the record now, that car actually crashed after it went through. It went through the traps, and then went all the way to the left side and smashed into the K rail and broke into pieces. And mm-hmm. at the time, there was really no Guinness record for it, I believe. And so they took it. You know, okay, well, we're going to establish a record, and they took it and they established a record. And now that's changed. You know, you have to, you have to have a clean run. Which I mean. It, it's disappointing because it, it'd be great to think, oh, I'd have a record, but it's not either because, you know, to me, that's, you know, th- this record should be that hard. It should be, it should be that hard. You, you, you're going to be the, fa- you're going to cl- declare yourself the fastest 
RC driver in the world with the fastest car in the world, then, you know, it, sh- it should have to be essentially a perfect run. It should all have to happen. And, and that's a, that's a hard thing. Um, I was explaining to somebody yesterday that just the rear wheels at speed at these speeds, the rear wheel itself is turning near 30,000 RPM. So, mm-hmm. you know, try to figure out a wheel that will stay together at that RPM without blowing all the pieces. And, and the second, even mm-hmm. a ch- um, you know, a one chunk comes off it, it instantly goes out of balance. And then the whole, you know, then it's just a, oh, it's just a terrible mess. <laughs> it gets yucky mm-hmm. really, really quick, you know? And so it's just kind of how, how that is. So what do you, um, you know, with your, with your car that you're using now, um, with the, um, with the rules that you have, um, with Guinness and, um, where are you at with, in terms of, you know, your current speed, your, your top speed going by the rules, kind of where are we at currently? Going by the rules, uh, the last time out I ran 151 and, uh, that was the tires blew apart, um, like the whole, the entire, I'm still, I'm still trying to foam tires or rear tires are the last actual RC car part on my car. This car that I'm running now, um, is 100% handmade by me. Every piece of it. I made the mold, made the body, you know, made the carbon fiber body, made under trays, made the chassis sides, uh, made the wings front and back, made the front wheels because the front wheels would just blow apart all the time. Um, and now I'm onto rear wheels. Um, and I have some things in the works trying to come up with a, a rear wheel that will stay together or just a machined wheel that I can, I can glue foam on. If, if the, you know, if you can keep the glue, the foam down low enough, you know, you, it's less, uh, less weight to pull away. So, um, so yeah, that last time out we were, I ran 151, I ran a 138 or something like that. And I was somewhere in the mid forties and then the 51 and each time it was just blowing the wheels apart. And, uh, that was kind of it for the day. So, you know, it, it just, I, I'm really, I'm at the wheel roadblock now, you know, with so many other things and it could be something else after this too, you know, the rears could, could stay together and then something else. But I really feel like, you know, that's, that's it. That's the last thing. That's the last part that I'm not making that I'm still trying to use a hobby industry, you know, standard part. And, it, and it's just impossible. <laughs> it's a, I mean, it's, it's silly to even think you can, but you know, What's your um, what's the the traction like with the foams on on the surface that you are? Do you have to go out and prepare the the actual track surface with you know to run the foams and you know what kind of bite does the car have when you're taking off? Well, that's an interesting question because uh, the the record the current Guinness record was also run on VHT was run on a drag strip, and so right. as anyone knows who's wandered onto a VHT drag strip, it's really sticky. And uh, a 12 or 13 pound car will push right down into it real nice and stick really nice. And Nick was using, I believe at the time he was using a vulcanized rubber, like a hockey puck, a vulcanized rubber wheel. Um, and, and it made tremendous traction. You know, the car, I mean, I think a lot of the sound we heard of it going by was with the tires actually, you know, peeling off of the, off of the uh, surface itself. Um, I, I run, when I ran the 167, that was on sugar water. We go out and we spray, we, we blow down. You have, I have a team of guys. Oh my gosh. You know, I really, I really want to have one second. I'm going to take it right here. Cause let me make one thing clear. Like I can talk about all the things I make on these cars and all the things I do and all this stuff. But, but the honest truth is I absolutely couldn't do any of this without the team of guys that I have. I have guys that, you know, they don't get paid anything. You know, I, I try to buy them lunch or something like that. But I mean, these guys all come out, they drive 200 miles with me just to chase the same dream of mine, you know, to be a part of this with me. And, and I mean, you know, 
I'm so honored to be to have friends like that, you know, and I, I know a lot of guys out there have that and you have to have that. I, I absolutely couldn't have gotten anywhere. And I know all these stories start this way, but I absolutely couldn't have done any of these things without all these other people, you know, I mean, mm-hmm. uh, RC Mitz, he does all my photography and, and Tito, he, he, like I have a main guy who takes care of getting the whole track clean for me. I mean, this guy goes out with a, with a, you know, a leaf blower and blows down a half mile of runway. <laughs> who does that for you? <laughs> you know, who goes out yeah. and does that for you and comes back smiling like it's all ready to go, dude. You know, I mean, these are the kind of people I have. It's, it's, it's mind blowing. I have a guy named Gary who's Gary O'Connor who runs this, uh, this international speed group and he brings the timing system out for me. He drives all the way up, sets up a timing system for me to use. You know, I mean, you know, you just, you guys all know that. I mean, these kind of things too, you know, they just, they don't happen just, just because of what you want to happen. They happen because other people want you to have it happen too. You know, it's just, so, okay. I'll, I, I won't bully that one, but you know, I, I just really had to say that. <laughs> I really had to get that part out. But well, as far as track, well, oh, I'm sorry, but as far as the track goes, you know, we, we blow it all off. You know, you spend probably two and a half, three hours blowing it off with air blowers and sweeping it down all of it. I mean, it has, you know, you hit a pebble at that speed and it'll destroy the car. And so it has yeah. to be really clean. And it's a runway that's had airplanes on it. So it has everything on it, you know? And so we clean it off. Now, I did run the 167 on sugar water, and I was running a shorter run-up. I was only running about 1,200 foot total instead of, you know, 1,900 foot or whatever I run now. But but with the traction, with the sugar water, that's, that gives you enough traction that once oh, you... Oh, no, more sugar talk. Yeah, yeah. Well, and the honest truth is, is I don't I don't want this record on sugar. I mean I know it's currently on VHT, but I don't want it on anything. So all my runs now, I mean all the runs I've been making ever since that mm-hmm. one have all been just on a clean runway. We just clean it off. And if you have enough space right. and you get your aerodynamics right, and that's where it really comes into that. It just it's only getting the aerodynamics of the car right. So the car's you know pushing itself down enough, but that you're not spinning, but you're not dragging. You know, I mean it's it's just such a game. I mean it just never ends. You know, you know, you know, you know. You know, you know. <laughs> the, um, you know, you're talking about the the foams blowing apart, and then Nick, you said, was on a, a vulcanized type tire. Yeah. Is this, um, you know, are these the types of wheels and tires that, you know, I've seen stuff like, you know, skateboard wheels, and then you got, you know, uh, different things where the the tire portion is actually molded with the wheel, where they're actually right. like one unit. Right. I, I am um, actually uh, is, I'm actually trying to do that. Is that right kind now. of the direction? Is that the direction that I, I figured that'd be the direction you'd have to go to keep it all together? It, it seems that way, and that's uh, uh, another you know another group of people. After my last run, some great guys popped up and uh, and you know said, hey, you know we we have some ideas for you to make a essentially some kind of a infused polymer is the word they used. And it sounded really cool and important. So I'm going to use it too. So they talked about some kind of infused polymer wheel. And I assumed that's what they meant. Essentially a wheel with mm-hmm. some kind of softer infused type of uh, rubbery substance on the outside. Um, I don't, I, you know, until you try, you just don't know everything, everything's so uncharted. And, and uh, I, I was, <laughs> I emailed Cliff Lett, because I wanted an answer to a question and it was great because I love when Cliff gives me his, his suggestion and I go completely against it. That's always nice. And I'm going to say it right here on the air. So he knows. So, so I email him like, right. Hey, I'm thinking about making a body pan for the bottom of my car. And he, you know, what do you think about sealing off the car? 
he comes right back. No, no, I'm totally against it. I know Arrow guys believe it, you know, and Nick believed it, but I'm totally against it. I believe you got to let the air move, blah, 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 blah. So I immediately walk out of my shop and start making a mold. <laughs> I immediately go out and right. start making a mold. Why? I don't know. Because, you know, you just, I, it comes back to what I think, because you just don't know. I mean, even though in my gut, I don't think it'll work either. The car might blow over. I don't know. But that's part of me. It's like, we well, got to try because, you know, nobody has done any of these things. So there's just no, there's really no wrong answers. I mean, nobody, nobody knows. If, if somebody knew, they'd already done it. I can tell you that. <laughs> they'd already done it for sure. So kind of rolling down the road a little bit for, um, you know, you ever, do you, do you anticipate maybe, a, you know, a head-to-head with, with you and Nick ever, you know, at an event or something where, <clears throat> where everybody feels like they kind of got their program together and they're ready to, kind of battle it off at one particular event? You know, I, I've, I've been approached, we'll say with, with that idea in mind, um, for, uh, kind of a video thing of Nick and I sit down and, and, you know, for those of you don't, I mean, I think I already brushed on it. You know, Nick and I aren't, aren't the best of buddies anymore. And, um, right. you know, it's all good. I don't, I don't, I don't, I, I mean, I respect him. He's been going fast a long time, you know, uh, the things he did a few years ago were, were incredible. I mean, when he ran 61 in 06 or 08, whatever it was, I mean, nobody was, you couldn't even get people over a hundred. I mean, it's still kind of hard to get over a hundred all the trucks that claims they can, but, but yeah, I mean, it's, that's a hard number to get past. And this guy's going 160, you know? So, I mean, it was mind blowing. And, uh, you know, he, he, in some ways, how other people have paved ways, he's paved ways. And I'm just trying to do the same thing. I, I, I believe my, my theory on going really fast is uh, is more solid than his. <laughs> so, uh-huh. yeah, I mean, I would I would totally welcome a challenge like that, absolutely. And so they they presented that to me. You know, would you guys want to sit down and debate what you what you think is right and not right and whatever else, and then go out and and have that. And um, I would be I would be down with it. I, you know, I mean, I you know all, all all meanness aside, everything. I think it's a tremendous way to promote speed run racing to let people see it. I mean, it's but it's the kind of thing that once you do it, and, and and you guys all know, I mean, everybody has an RC car. How many of you, the first thing you do when you got it was you went out in the middle of your street and you drove it all the way to the end of your block and you drove it by you as fast as you could just to see how fast it would go. I mean, that's what RC is all about, you know? How fast will this thing go? And um, speeder racing is a lot that way. It, you know, if you're only running one and two so cars like that, you know, 80, 100 miles an hour car, you could find good streets, you know, around to race on yeah. and roads. And, um you know, a lot of people can get into it. It's surprising me how many people, I know I'm so sidetracking, but it's surprising me how many people uh, have gotten into speedrun racing in the last few years. I see a huge uh, number of people on, on YouTube and stuff. It seems like, a, you know, uh, that's a gathering point. They all come on there and they can put their videos and everybody can kind of watch. And, man, there's some guys, you know, that are super fast. There's some guys that are super fast all over. They don't really have a track because they have to be on a street somewhere. But I've seen videos and, you know, we're trying to uh, – Car Action hit me up about putting together um, – another one of their speed runs out here in California. And, uh, I would love to do it. And if that happened, then I would think that Nick and I would have that proverbial showdown because I mean, I of course would run at it and he would be here and he would want to run. We would all want to take advantage of a place that we could run on, you know, all, all anything aside between the two of us, we love speed run racing. And if someone's going to give you a big stretch of asphalt, let you go as fast as you want on it, man, I'm there all day. And so is he, well, you know? Yeah. I mean, I guess that's kind of what I see is, you know, I see sort of, uh, you know, like you said, you guys have a passion for like the, you know, the idea that, um, you know, the speed run type racing. And I, I just feel like 
maybe a, a promotion with you guys trying to battle it out, whether you have your differences or not. I'm sure that, like you said, if you got a nice stretch of uh, pavement that's clean and you guys could kind of have one of those, you know, uh, get Scotty going with his WWE type promotion between <laughs> you guys and, and get this thing, get this thing rocking where people um, have a little bit bigger interest in it. Maybe you guys can get some more um, organized competition, um, a little more mainstream within our small industry. Yeah, yeah. It, I mean, it would it would be great. And the, and the cool thing about our, you know, like speedrun racing at least is, you know, I mean, you you literally can run anything, you know, because there's classes. For, it's just like Bonneville, you know. There's classes for anything. And um, the the real events that I've been to have all been held on drag strips. And um, you know, you have over half mile of open territory. And uh, you know, like when I make my run, I have a big scissor lift that you know I can lift myself up. 65 feet in the air so i try to get a better so i try to get a view of the car hopefully you know when it's so far away and it's the same thing at these runs i mean you get all these kinds of things and i mean it would it just uh it's just the kind of thing like any racing you know it's hard to find it's hard to find a venue that will uh that will let you come in there and that that doesn't you know charge so much insurance is always a bad one <laughs> you know you end up charging poor guys 70 80 100 dollars a car to come but uh, amazingly enough the speedrun guys are really dedicated because the few runs I've been to, uh, I'm sure the entry was really close to that much. And I mean, they were packed guys coming from all over. <laughs> so, well, yeah, you know. I mean, I, I guess that's, I, you know, I, I look forward to that type of, uh, an event and exposure for you guys, you know, and, um, you know, trying to kind of press that envelope and see if you, you can get to the 200 mark. Yeah, I would, I would sure. I mean, I would certainly love to, you know, that, that really is the goal, you know, I mean, regardless of whether I get there or not, I, th- I think it's achievable whether I get there first or not. It, to this point, it, it's been, you know, I, I still, I still have no regrets in pouring so much of myself and my time and my energy into, into RC racing and the hobby as a whole, you know, it's, it's, it's always given me back so much more in, in just the people I've met over the years. I mean, some of my, some of the people I look back as friends that, you know, you, and I'm sure you guys same, you know, that you think of as just tremendous friends were all, all came from RC. You know, they all, they all seem to whittle their way out of, out of RC at some point. I mean, there's, there's some wondrous people out there too, but, but you know, there's some, there's some incredible people. Absolutely. I agree. <laughs> incredible people like Gotti Jr. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. We need to do for that, for that showdown, we need to do four weeks of storylines, you know, to, to build up the suspense and uh, yeah, like, that. like yeah. WWE. Yeah. I, um, I'll work on that. I'll do the script. I, I'm telling you, I would be down with it, and we're both we're both right here. We're both, you know, he's only he's less than an hour, maybe hour from me. So oh, really? we're, we're here, we're right here, and uh, you know, it's I was, just cool though. I like I picture you in your garage at night working on stuff, and he's in his garage working on something. You're dude. trying to get there. That's the way. That's where I am right now. I'm out. I'm out in the speed shop. Can't you tell? <laughs> <laughs> I'm out here right now. The whole time, you know, and you know, sometimes I start talking and I get lost in what I'm saying. It's because I'm staring at my car, and I'll come out here and I'll just sit and stare at it. And uh, wow. it's just, don't you do that? Am I the only one? And you're still married? Yeah, I stare at all my cars. She's a good woman, or she must be, or she just she just likes her space. <laughs> <laughs> I took her out. I never, I never take her to RC races. Like, I don't know how that works with you guys, but she's just, you know, she's not, she doesn't race. And, and, you know, if you go to a race and you don't race, they're pretty boring. 
Like they're pretty, yeah. they're pretty boring mm-hmm. just to hang around unless you know a bunch of people and you just you know make a fool of yourself for a while, which is pretty much what I do. But you know, I took her out. I took her to a, an oval race, a big velodrome race. <clears throat> and halfway through the day, I felt so bad for her. I promised her I would never take her. She's like, no, it's fine. I'm like, no, I'll never take you again. I know. I can see it. Like, I know, I know how horrible this is. And, and yeah. you know, and you look around at some of the people and <sighs> sometimes I'm ashamed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I know what you're talking about. Sometimes. And I thought, you know, sometimes hobbies are best just for guys to do. It's okay. It's okay if just me and my buddies go and do it because I like it. And I have a great time and I don't think about any of those things, but... But, you know, yeah, I don't, yeah. <laughs> You're it's, absolutely right. It's dude. RC. And, you know, it's great, too, because she, she came with me to RCX this year, and she came with me to the awards dinner, and um, which, which let me talk about the awards dinner, okay? For anyone who knows or don't know, I, I, Charlie Char, from uh, Novak, how do you say his last name? I've known him forever, and I can't say his last name right, so I won't even try. So, so if you don't know then don't say it wrong. Cause I always hate seeing people's names wrong. But anyways, so me and Charlie, I'm really good friends with him. And so I tell Charlie, I'm like, yeah, Max Hamps told me, you know, if they win uh batter of the year, they won five years. So I had a pretty good odds going in, um, that they would let me give the speech. So I'm like, woo, like, dude, how much more slight can I be? I got to go up there and give the speech. Right. And so I, 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 I asked Charlie, I'm like, Hey dude, what, what should I wear to this award thing? I've never been to it. Is it, you know, suit and tie or, you know, these are RC people. So shorts and t-shirt would not surprise me at all, you know, for an awards dinner. And, 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 you know, much to my pleasure, most everybody was in that, but he tells me in Facebook, he's like, well, you should wear a tux. And I'm like, you're right. That's a great idea. I should wear a tux and you should wear a tux with me. And so I put up the picture of, Dumb and Dumber, where they're in the powder blue and the orange tux. And, and oh. I go, and I go, and here's the tuxes we'll wear. And so I'm going to tell you a quick little story about Charlie. I he, there was a, the Reedy off-road race was out here a while back, a few months back. And, I, and I, I'm a good soldier. I try to get around all the electric races, you know, even though I don't race off-road or anything. I get out to them and, you know, mm-hmm. get around, get my, get my mug out in the public and talk to people and all that. And, and uh, I was there talking to, to Charlie, and he goes, you know what, dude? He goes, I want to tell you something. He goes, you're, you're at a point now in RC where, cause I don't know, I was just telling how crazy it was. I went to this race, quick sideline, went to this race, and I'm just all over the place right now. Woo! <laughs> I went to this race, and, like, a couple people knew who I was, and so I pooped myself. Like, I was so stoked. Like, two people knew who I was, right? Seriously. Seriously, dude. I'm like, woo! Woo! Okay, whatever. So, <laughs> and so Charlie tells me. Yeah, hey, like, I was there, I was there, and I didn't recognize you, so now I feel bad. Well, and you know the best part is? We walk over, and I tell Charlie, thanks, Dad. Thanks a lot for that. I walk over. <laughs> I tell Charlie, I go, hey, dude, I want to get a picture with Cliff. I have this idea in my mind. <laughs> we don't have near long enough show for me, man. I'm telling you right now. I, I know. That, I, this is uh, I have amazing. This, yeah. I have this idea in my mind when I went to that show is I, I have a photographer who goes with me everywhere because that's what you do when you're big, right? Wow. Right. You look, look, listen to me, Gotti. Listen to me, Gotti. If you want, to, if you want people to believe you're important, you have to act important. Right. Right. You wrestling is this way. This is the law. And I, and you know, I, I know everyone thinks I'm kind of goofing, but you know, you know the truth I'm saying right now, you know, the truth I'm saying you, you build emotion and it comes. And so anyway, <laughs> yeah. Woo. And so, <laughs> yep. and so, uh, so we're at this, this race and I tell Charlie, I go, you know, I have this idea. I want to go around to all the top drivers, you know, Adam and all these guys, and I want to get a picture with them 
just like, you know, chilling with him or whatever, you know, the stupid arm in arm, like, you know, your buddies when you're not. And I, I want that picture. But then I want a picture of them, like, acting like they're choking me or acting like they're punching me or some, some silly, you know, like I'm looking away with this dumbass look on my face and, and he's getting ready to hit me with a car. You know, like I thought it'd be a funny campaign. All right. I don't know. But I just had to tell, I had to get that out because I thought it would be good. Maybe it wouldn't be. So, so Charlie comes up and I'm like, hey, dude, let's go over to Cliff Lett. So Cliff was my first, my, <laughs> my first one in this, in this scheme, right? No wonder he thinks I'm weird. And so I go over to Cliff. I'm like, hey, dude, can I get a picture? He's like, yeah. And Charlie's all, hey, Cliff, this is Tim Smith. And Cliff Lett turns to Charlie and goes, I know who he is. Right? Mm-hmm. Right? Right? Mm-hmm. All right, so in your face. There you go. <laughs> Cliff West on the cutting edge, baby. And he's not even on Facebook. Or he is, but he doesn't have a picture. I don't know. It's weird. But, uh, and so, uh, so Charlie tells me, he's like, you know what, dude? He goes, I got to tell you something. He goes, you, you're, you're totally at a point now in RC where you can just dream up stupid, fun things, and people pay you to do it. I swear to you. I go, no, no, come on, dude. You know, come on, that's silly talk. I mean, I'm just a guy who races RC cars forever. And so when we had this conversation on Facebook, I'm like a good comedian. See how they all come back around in the end? We had this conversation right. on, on Facebook. And um, and so he tells me this about, the, you know, we should get these tuxedos. And I go, okay, Charlie, you know what? I'm going to put you to the test right now. I'm going to put your little theory to the test. Within 24 hours, I had two, I think they were $500 tux, the full-on tuxes to him and me. There it is. There's the story. Like, like what? And as I told him, I go, what, what is happening? What is happening that I can make some calls and talk to people and tell them, hey, man, what if I wore this tuxedo and Charlie wore his and we accepted the award? And they go, yeah, that's a great idea. Are you kidding me? I mean, really, are you kidding me? And so, yeah. so there it was. And so we show up at the show, you know, dressed like that. And um, I saw the photo of yeah, Charlie's. I, I, had a, I had an inkling we were going to get, you know, the award, which is cool. And I went up there and accepted it. And, and actually, you know, it, it – I didn't want to look like a fool. I mean, that wasn't the point. I thought I want to leave here and let people at least maybe remember that I was here, you know, in some fun way. I mean, it was fun to me. I wasn't trying to be foolish. I was just embarrassed. I was just trying to have fun with it, you know, dress nice. <laughs> and, um, but, you know, it really was about, you know, going all the way back to the beginning and getting that little 10-second spot just to thank all these people. Like, to me, in, in my whole RC racing thing, that was an awesome, you know, moment to get to have. Not a lot of people get that moment. Not a lot of people... You know, people tell me, oh, you're so lucky you get, you know, free parts or, you you know, get this or whatever. But, dude, get the time to go and thank the people that have given you uh, a lot of great memories and stuff. Woo! Awesome. Awesome sauce right there, dude. So, <laughs> rock and roll. Um, well, I have a question. Oh, go ahead, Jason. Go. I was just going to say, keep us up to date on the, on the big event, the big showdown, the promotion. Yeah, I'm going to try to get back out and make a run. Um, okay, that, yeah, that was a question. We had a question sent in from, I can't even read his name because it's in Japanese. Nice. But then inside it says, what's the date of the next 200-mile-per-hour attempt? Well, you know, it goes like this. You know, in the complexity of trying to run a car 200 miles an hour, I, I have to rent a runway in Bakersfield. Okay. So it's an active runway, and they fly and land planes on there while we're there. So sometimes you run out and you grab all the stuff off the runway and you run off the runway real quick. I'm not kidding you. So wow. it's it's yeah it's it's a it's a it's a little bit of a tough thing to get it. I'm I'm always looking for a new place or a better place or a place that will let me. There's places like I could go to Fontana if I want to pay a thousand dollars a day. You know that's just 
that's insanity. You need to go out there because most of the time you're just trying to test and figure stuff out. Um, so, so what's it cost to rent, rent that, that one out there, the whole, the whole yeah. day realistically is I threw a number at a certain company when they asked me about that at $2,000 a trip. What? Yeah. Is what, it, what it takes basically, you know, Oh man. Paying photographers, paying a staff of people to come out there. I mean, even if you're just paying them lunch, you know, track rental gas, you know, to and fro it's 200 miles. So all those crazy things. Hmm. Yeah. It's, it's a, I could have picked something easy. It's a good thing easier. you made all that money when you were 19 because now you <laughs> found a way to use it. No, 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 no. See, I had kids. I had kids. And so I don't have that money anymore. No, no, no. Well, I mean, I just race cars, so that means I'm totally poor. That's all I do now. I just race toy cars. So, Do you know hmm, anyone racing toy cars that has money? Are you kidding me? Come on now. Jason Rowan. He, yeah, but he, he, owns, he owns a company too, though. He, he's a mixture. You can't. He just doesn't count. And like Adam Drake, you don't count either, dude, because you go there nine to five. So don't even tell me about it. I don't want to hear it. You don't count. Guys like oh. me. And you know what? It's it's amazing. Let's let's throw a little cheer up. I'm gonna pat my own self on the back, or at least point out the freak flag to myself. Because you guys, you tell me, who in RC, who in RC, is getting the has the sponsorship level or getting the deals or whatever, whatever you want to call it, or the publicity, getting a magazine. Who's getting that? Who's not racing? You know off-road or one of the, who's, who's doing that? Who's doing what I'm doing? Like nobody, like it's, it's, a, it's not a lot out there. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. I don't even know how I've carved this niche out. I mean, I just believe it's because of the, you know, the video of it is so crazy and you know, I'm, I, I don't know. I'm not, I, I'm, I'm using social media to, to my, to my fullest advantage, I think, you know, and then on top of that, I'm going to go, I'm going to go really fast and freak people out. So, you know, I'd say the biggest, the biggest probably one of the things that I see is, um, you know, uh, what Masami does now since he's retired from RC is he does a lot of, um, you know, I'd consider like tricks and stunts and, yeah. um, he does a lot of, a lot of promotional events for Yokomo now mm-hmm. that he's not a competitive racer and, you know, it reminds me a little bit of that where he, I noticed he does TV shows in Japan where he jumps his four wheel buggy through a basketball hoop and. Yeah, well, you that's know, exactly um, what I'm. That's exactly what I'm. What I'm saying, and you know, like I'm putting together a series called. Uh, well, they're probably going to be called the Max Amps Minutes per sponsorship, um, where basically it's these little minute clips that are going to be on the. Uh, the uh, R the RC show. Did I say it right? God, right. Such, such a knucklehead sometimes. Um, these little one minute clips where basically I just you know give a tip or a secret to going fast or somewhere along those lines. Like I, I've been looking to try and do that stuff. Um, uh, you know, I, I, I've been thinking about, I'm putting together like a little promotional thing where I'll go to races. I'll go for max amps and for Novak and anyone else who wants to get on board and essentially set up a, uh, booth like I would have at RCX or anything like that. Like I work the RCX shows and do those kind of shows. So I'm, you know, I understand all that. And I've done that when I was in, you know, in the real world in electronics, I've done trade shows. So I'm pretty, pretty clear on the whole deal. And so, I'd be kind of putting together a little package where I would go and do that, you know, go and, and show all my sponsors and kind of, you know, it gets, it gets them at every race, even if they're not racing at that race, you know what I mean? So I'm just trying to look at different things like that, just different types of promotion that I don't think anyone's doing in RC, you know, I went out and got, got, got companies outside of RC, you know, I got energy drink companies to sponsor me, things like that. Like I wanted to bring in non main or, you know, mainstream companies, non RC companies, 
you know, something different. I don't know what all that means. <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> Promotion. Yeah, I mean, it's I don't know. It's just you know what you know what it is. Sometimes I was a gaming junkie during the time when I wasn't RC racing. I was I was really into gaming. I did a lot of online gaming. All right. Yeah. Hey, let's, are are let's, we are we just falling in love with each other? Is that what's happening right you now? You guys are separated. <laughs> you guys are separated at birth. I think. Really? You know what though? It goes along those lines. When you when you're this kind of person, <laughs> when you're this kind of person, you tend to get into like everything I did. Like I was a really good golfer. I, I caddied for a professional golfer for two and a half years. I was on the road. That's all I did. Jeez. That's a whole nother night. Let's have that night. That'll be a fun night. Woo. And, um, so everything I've done, you know, helicopter, I mean, RC in general, uh, gaming, even though it was a team gaming, I was still doing, I did Counter-Strike for all you geeks out there. Yeah. Counter-Strike. Okay. And, uh, yeah, I did, you know, I, I did that, you know, for several years and all those things, when you're these kind of people, I think in RC, even it goes that way. A lot of the top guys, you're, you're kind of introverted. You're Asperger's kind of guy, you know, you're, you're that style uh-huh. of dude. So yeah, so I did gaming for a while, and um, I don't know. I don't even know what I was going to say about gaming, but that's what I did. <laughs> do you uh, do consoles now, or just, uh, just was it PC back then? It was all PC back then, yeah. All... Any, cons- no, any consoles now? No, my kids have Xbox and all that, and and my son actually was playing like Counter-Strike and uh, Condition Zero, or not Condition, um, Call of Duty, and I tried to play it with a gaming thing. Oh, forget it, man. Give me a mouse oh, and a keyboard. Yeah, I can't right. do it. So I guess I won't see you on the Sony PS4 when it comes out. I mean, you don't know. I don't know. I watch him play, and I want to play so bad. I was super good, dude. I was super I just get the good. Sony PlayStation 4 in November, and then we'll game online. Yeah. And we'll get – Rona's going to get one, too. Yeah. Uh, no. No. <laughs> <laughs> what? But I would definitely like to hear the update. Okay, cool. <laughs> like – uh, Megan Brown from RC Life asks, "What is the one thing you would like to? S- <laughs> Sorry. What is the one thing you would like to see changed in RC?" Whoa! What was the one thing I'd like to see changed in RC? Yeah. Dang. You know. I- but it's only one. Yeah. Only one. Only one. <laughs> I know. I mean, this is this is a soapbox question. Keep it under thirty seconds. You know? uh, yeah. Don't even put a time limit on. You know what? I, I guess what I would like to see. <sighs> You know, Night Raw is on, to be right? honest with you, to be to be honest with you, I'm gonna I'm gonna say it this way. I don't know. I think I've been in it too long. I don't. I want to, You know what I want to see? I want to see it grow again. But you know, I don't know what's gonna make that happen. That's never. I don't. I don't believe honestly. My heart feels like it'll never be like it was in the early '90s. You know, in the early '90s, I was oval racing. I was drag racing. I was flying all over the U.S. to do it. It just. Uh, Man, it's. I don't think it'll be like that anymore. You can call it economy. You can call it ready to run trucks. You can call it whatever you want. Call it. It doesn't even matter to me. It just is what it is, you know. So I don't know. I don't. I mean, what else do you say with that one? Well, I mean, what do you guys think? What would you What would you say to that question? I want more rivalries, like we were talking about earlier. Oh well, I mean, I want some more hate and uh, some hate and uh, you know, 
Okay, well, the, if, I need a bad guy in our seat. There's if, like, if I can self lay it, then yeah, absolutely. You know, when I everybody seems Cliff, like they're friends and everybody gets along. I want to see some. I want to see a little blood. Nothing mean spirit. I just want to see some I, bad blood. I believe our seat needs a guy like me. I told when, when Cliff and I sat down at lunch. Now I'm going. Look, then you started me, did you? This how it started early. Well, if, if I was any good at racing, I tell you right now, I'd be out there racing as a villain. So. Yeah. See, my days of racing are over. Kids are too young and quick now. I don't yeah. think I can handle it. I, and I stopped for too long. You know, I can go to I can go to Novak and practice, practice, practice in in the right. in the back, you know, carpet thing. But I just I don't believe I could get it back like it used to be. I mean, you know, yeah. I'm not a young dude it's, no more. As far as changing RC, like product-wise and stuff, I left it up to the smart guys like Rona and stuff. So yeah, you know, I mean, I left that stuff up to them. So Jason, what do you think? What are you, what are you going to change, Jason? He um, can't give his secrets yeah. out. That's a whole other show. Yeah, it's a whole other show. It is. I mean, what do you you know? Well, there you go, Megan. You stumped us. Uh, that's a good question. I mean, I I totally agree with you. And, and I think I can bring, I think I am, I bring, I think I am just RC doesn't know it yet. I am what RC could use. I'm something that RC doesn't have. Like I'm going to go out there. I'm going to do, I mean, it's going to happen. I mean, RC just people at RC are just going to see it happen. And some people will like me and some people don't like me, believe it or not. Huh? I know it's amazing. Right. I have people that really don't care for Tim Smith. <laughs> There's some people that just, <laughs> that just are a little uneasy about how he does things and how he is and all. And that's, and that's cool. I mean, I'm an introvert, but then, you know, then again, I'm that same guy who puts on a power blue tux and goes up in front of everybody in the industry and, and unprepared and just starts talking. So, you know, I'm down with whatever, like I'll, I'll do it. Like I, I love, yeah. I love what I do. And even this interview I thought about, I'm going to only cut you off this last time and then I'm going to let you talk. Because <laughs> oh, I thought about this interview and, you know, you, you think about it a little bit beforehand because I'm thinking, oh, you know, which, what should I say? What's he going to ask me? Oh, well, you know, he just had Ernie on and he just had Cliff on. And I mean, you know, oh, I got to live to some standard and you don't have to live up to anything. It's just, I love RC. And I knew once we started talking, just like before we even recording, you know, when I first came on, it was just, it, all you had to do is push go. Like I, yeah. I bleed RC. And so I always have, I've been doing it more than 20 years, dude, I'm 45 years old. Take that people, take a bite of that and chew on it for a while. I've been doing this forever, <laughs> man, forever and ever. And yeah, and I'm, and I'm going to go off this year. I'm going to do a bunch of crazy stuff and you know, people are going to like it. People may not like it. It doesn't, I mean, in some ways it doesn't matter. It's just, it's, it, you know, the Guinness record, that record's all for me. I mean, people go, Ooh, yeah, you got the record 200 miles an hour. That's for RC. Like that's for RC. The Guinness record, I'll hang it in, you know, it'll be a nice plaque. I'll hang it on the wall and I'll look at it once in a while and think that's really cool. At one moment I was the guy, you know, there was nobody faster, but 200, that's for RC, man. I want to, that's like my gift. I want to give that to the industry. Here you go. I love you. You've given me so much. Boom. Here it is. So we'll see. Well, it's going to be interesting. I look forward to following it and see if you can do it, Tim. Me too. <laughs> well, we love to have, uh, you know, this has been going on. Monday Night Raw is on, so I really have to go. Oh. So. <laughs> Don't you have a DVR? What's wrong with you? <laughs> I do, but i got to watch it live, man. I know. No, I'm kidding. Um, I don't but, want anybody to tell me how a fake match turns out. Oh my gosh! You know, yeah, yeah. I want to come back because I want, I want to have you and I just talk about wrestling because most people don't know out there. I did wrestling for a while, so let's get down. Oh, that's right. Let's get down on the wrestling trail, baby. God damn it, we could be on the, we could be on the line here for another half hour. Oh yeah, wrestling. Jason's, Jason's got to go. Yeah. yeah, I can yeah, let wrestling. you guys go while I go to In and Out Burger out here. Oh, is that where you're going? 
Wait, where are you at? Do you have In-N-Out? He's still in no, Cali. I'm in, uh, yeah, I'm up north now. I'm in uh, Chico. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, oh, I've man. done the whole swing. I started in San Diego. I went to Orange County. Now I'm up in Chico. Man, I should come up there. I'm not doing anything. I'm just hanging out. <laughs> yeah, man. There you go. Speed run out by the hotel. There you go. I'll do it anywhere, man. I don't care. I'll do it anywhere. Where are you going to eat right Tim's now, Jason? Any, I don't know. I don't know if Tim's got anything though for my uh, my 10L with my 12 cells and my uh, Reedy 12 double from 1993. I doubt. I'll it. have to see. He might I, not have anything. So. I still have the car that we ran. Uh, we ran at the Velodrome, the uh, the big 18 cell car. So I'll run that against you. Wow. I'm mm. sure. The cells are a little rusty, but hey, man, they'll hold some voltage. <laughs> well, cool. Can you touch on that wrestling in under 30 seconds or no? <laughs> I could touch all over it. Where, where do you want me to grab it at? No, I don't want to go too far into it. But I mean, like, seriously, what, well, what did you, you know, re- I, st- I got really into wrestling and, and uh, I, I mean, really quick. I got, I got real, like everybody, you know, every kid, I got really into wrestling. Hulk Hogan days, I was hooked. You know, Andre the Giant, all, all the greats, was hooked, hooked, hooked. And, um, and then it just carried over uh, into Raw um, all the way up until uh, Benoit went nuts and killed everybody. Right. And, and um, I started doing some side writing for uh, a couple of RC online RC magazines. You know, just doing Monday night reviews. Like if anybody goes into my uh, Facebook and goes deep into my notes, you'll see a bunch of Monday night reviews and stuff in there, and okay, and, and write-ups from old races in Florida and all kinds of crazy stuff. So, so there's all that in there. So I started doing that, and then um, I ended up. I, I live out here in Wildemar, which is Temecula, which is like four and a half minutes from AKA and Joel and Mark and and Gil and everybody. I'm like in the hub, baby, and so. Wow. Uh, and so down here, um, there's a group called the West Coast Wrestling Company that uh, puts on, you know, local events or, you know, wrestling. He trains wrestlers and all that. So I went down to one of his shows just to do a write-up of it, just to do a review because it's, you know, it's a couple of nickels in my pocket. And so I, I wrote up the show and, and just sort of came, became friends with this guy. His name's Adam Gingsburg. You can find him on my friends, too. Go for it. Um, okay. And uh, I, I, I hooked up with him. And, uh, and, and we just became, you know, really good friends. And so I just started hanging out down there when he was training and, you know, one thing leads to another. I mean, <laughs> how else can I say it? You know, that's how it goes. Uh, it started with, we were at Camp Pendleton doing a show out here, the Marine base out here. And, uh, they threw somebody out in the audience to me. And so I back chopped him three times and threw him back in. And that's where it started. There, wow. that, that was the first, that was the first thing. And I thought, oh, this is awesome. <laughs> what was your, what was your wrestling name? The Intimidator. Intimidator. Right. Come on. <laughs> Come on. He dressed in, he dressed in Dale Earnhardt memorabilia. Yeah. <laughs> I actually I actually came out as, as a hillbilly as like a redneck yeah with an intimidator hat on. You're exactly right. With Is the, there any video of that? Um, I might have some. Let me poke around and see. So I, I'm sure I have pictures of me uh, all gigged up. Like I told you before I did the show, I will not blade on the first night in. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I have, I, have, I have to break your heart. They actually cut themselves with razor blades. That's not really from punches usually. So what? Just, I know. I know. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. All right. But from well. an insider, I'm just telling you that's how it works. So, yeah. I'm going to I'm gonna have to put my Kevin Nash bumper on the beginning of the show now. I love it. I love it. I'm too broken up now to do anything. Maybe I could do some manager stuff and get tossed around, but yeah. I'm too old and beat up. But uh, I, still, I still love it. I don't watch it as much as I used to, but, you know, once, once wrestling is inside of you – 
That's a hard one. Yeah, that's no hard. doubt. I love it. That's I ran into Kevin Nash uh, about a month ago, and I had him record a bumper for I the show. I saw that. I have some pictures with me and uh, Goldberg. He's out here all the time. Ah, awesome. Cool. Oh, all right. Well, 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 we can go all night, man. Yeah, but uh, yeah. I, I really appreciate being on the show. Oh, and, man, I uh, appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah, and we'll have to have you on again, especially if uh, you go out there and break that damn record. Yeah, so that's my goal now. To get back on the show, i got to break a record. <sighs> Yeah, you know, <laughs> that's the only way to get back on. Dang it. Maybe I'll just crash really, really excitingly. <laughs> that's yeah. acceptable as well. Okay, yeah. cool. That's fair enough. Well, I wish you the best of luck. It sounds pretty damn cool, man. Thanks, man. Thanks, guys. wish I had the knowledge to do all that stuff. And, oh, uh, I appreciate you. I mean, it's it's cool to get to be on here and let people kind of find out just briefly about what I do. and. There's different kind of RC out there, and and you can do really good at it, and you can you know, and you can you can do a lot of fun things. So that's yeah. all. Hmm. Whatever. Well, check them out on Facebook. It's Tim Smith. There's only nine million of them. Yeah, Tim Smith Racing. <laughs> yeah, Tim, Tim Smith, Smith Racing. Racing on Facebook. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'll just type it in. Oh no, wait. Uh, which one? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, cool. absolutely. Yeah. Thanks, thanks, man. Uh, I'm excited about your uh, your route there, and uh, yeah, keep keep us up to date. I like seeing the updates on Facebook, and uh, your stuff looks great. Thanks, guys, man. I really appreciate it. All right, Tim. Thanks a lot. All right, man. Thank you. Thank you, everybody out yep. there, man, for the support. Like seriously, I know it's kind of lame to say in a way, but yep. dude, thanks for so much. So many people support me. Like even when I do bad, they come on there and cheer me up, and that's right. It always works that way. You always fail before you succeed about 10 real times. Quick, give, real quick, give your shout-outs quick to you. Oh, my shout-outs. I mean, obviously my team, uh, Mitz, RC Mitz Photography, uh, Tito, uh, Gary O'Connor, Nick Steele, um, obviously Max Amps, man. I mean, seriously, they're the best batteries in the world. Why do you keep, you know – goofing yourself and trying to buy junk from somebody else. Um, no back motors, <laughs> you know, you can go, you can go to timsmithracing.com. Look at all of my, uh, all my sponsors on there. They're all incredible. I use every one of the products. It's not that kind of deal where I just squeeze nickels out of them. I mean, this is, this is all about going fast, you know? And, um, I just appreciate anybody who, you know, just pays attention to it, is into it. It's, uh, I put a lot of effort into it. So it's, it's awesome when people see the things I built and, and, you know, like it <laughs> you don't feel like some yeah. great lunatic in your garage building stuff <laughs> yeah right <laughs> all right well thank you all right man thanks guys appreciate it, tim we'll see you on the uh, interwebs all right man i'll see you guys thanks all right buddy Bye-bye. Bye-bye.